Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. We are in a, a series of messages on debt-free living. And we're, we're getting out of debt. <laughs> Six of us are getting out of debt. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, we we coming we coming out we coming out. I, I want to read something uh, that uh, I read from uh, Pastor George Pearson. Uh, he talks about debt freedom issues which must be settled. Um, the first issue is that must be settled is God is my source not people. Uh, Settle this today. God is my total source of supply for my debt freedom. Uh, A source is the point of origin, uh, the beginning place of a stream or a river where something can be traced back to. Hallelujah. Our source of supply is a point of origin for our debt freedom. Uh, this answers the question, where will it come from? Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Uh, so God is moving in our lives, and God's going to do something in our lives through this process that nobody will be able to get glory but him. How many of you are here know that coming out of debt, nobody can get the glory but God? The next thing that he settles here, he says, I'm not limited to a salary. It would look, it would look impossible to live debt-free if a person were to compare their debt load to their salary, pension, or Social Security. Your job is only one channel for God to use. He was on. He went on to say, "Your salary should ultimately be used as seed to sow." Boy, that's deep, there, boy. God has unlimited supernatural ways to get us out of debt and into living a debt-free lifestyle. Ephesians three and twenty in the Amplified says, "Now to him who, by in consequence of uh, the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose." And do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Glory to God. Psalms uh, 68 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Glory to God. Tell somebody, say, I'm loaded. I'm loaded. Now, I ain't, I, now let's, let's make sure we're saying the right stuff now. <laughs> he loads us. <laughs> with benefits. Some of y'all look like you. Hunt your neighbor say, open your eyes up in here. What's wrong with you? So, <laughs> I look at somebody just now, I'm loaded. Um, so we're continuing our series on debt-free living. Uh, and uh, we've, we've uh, heard some amazing testimonies since we started this teaching series. Uh, we've learned that It is God's will for us to be debt free. Uh, We found out that debt is a form of slavery. Uh, We talked about God's release and our participation. We talked about how we have to have vision and how we've got to be persistent with that vision. 
Uh, last week, we started talking about faith, and we said that we've got to keep our faith working. We're going to continue with the subject of keeping your faith working. Now, I, I made a statement that there is absolutely nothing that you can't accomplish with your faith. And this implies that a life without limits is possible for you and I. Uh, we know that the world that we live in has many limits, but the prophetic word for us is with our faith, our life has no limits. Yes. Come on, let me hear you say no limits. No limits. No, no limits. And we knew that before Master P said it. Yes. We, we have no limits. Go to First John uh, chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. I'm going to just talk to you for a minute today. I'm a little hoarse, so y'all just work with me. Glad we're not depending on my voice, but we're depending on the anointing of the Holy Ghost that this word is going to penetrate your heart. Glory to God. I'd rather penetrate your heart than your emotions. Hallelujah. So the scripture says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? I was sitting there, and I looked at the contemporary English version of the Bible of these verses, and it says, every child of God can defeat the world. Oh, that's good. And our faith is what gives us this victory. No one can defeat the world without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. Now, the word overcome here means to be victorious. It, 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 uh, it speaks of a consistent level of winning in life. It implies that for you and I, winning and overcoming is just what we do. So, so for us, failure is the exception and not the rule. Now, to overcome implies that there's a battle. And as we pursue our vision, uh, we will face some conflict. And, and that's, just, that's just real. You've got to realize that you're going to have some conflict as we, 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 we uh, uh, have a quest to be debt free. There's going to be some conflict, but we overcome all of the conflict with our faith. So the writer uses the word overcometh, which means that this is an action word. And the action here is continual. So this person that is born of God is constantly overcoming. We go from victory to victory. Boy, that's, that's good. From, from victory, and as it relates to this lesson, we go from paying one bill off to the next. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I felt that. I felt that. Other folk are talking about if it ain't one thing, it's another. But we're confessing if it ain't one blessing, it's another. We're, 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 we're saying stuff like, here we go, winning again. Yeah. Come on, tell somebody, say, I always win. I always win. That's, that's Bible because God says he's going to always cause us to triumph. I'm, I'm always, winning is just what we do. So now the question today is, what have you been told that you could not do? And this is a word for all of us today. Don't 
let people put their limits on you. Don't let people put their limits on you. When you start confessing being debt free and you start talking about it and you start sharing it with people, some folk are going to tell you that it's impossible. Some folk are going to tell you you're crazy. They're going to tell you about who's never done this and who's done that or the other. But I want to say to you, don't let people put their limits on you. See, because people can mess you up. The, the great, and I told you about this, the great inventor Thomas Edison was told by a teacher that he was too stupid to learn. The teacher of Albert Einstein, who was regarded as one of the most influential and best known intellectuals of our time, was told that he was mentally slow. A newspaper editor fired Walt Disney because he said that Walt lacked ideas. And speaking of Walt Disney, the Disney executives rejected the Star Wars movie in the 1970s because they said that it would flop in the box office. The Star Wars movies have made over $19 billion. And then, listen to this, in 2012, Disney bought George Lucas's company for $4 billion. The same people who told him that his idea wouldn't work had to pay him. So what I'm saying to you is don't let people put their limits on you. <laughs> yeah, because people will mess you up. Now, you have a choice. You can believe what others say about you or you can believe what God has said about you. This word just told us that you are an overcomer. Now, you are an overcomer as long as you don't allow people to rob you of overcoming. Now, if you're going to walk in this life without limits, one of the roadblocks that you're going to have to overcome is worldly thinking. Tell somebody, so you got to overcome worldly thinking. Listen, see, the world, the world tries to tell us what we can't do, what we can't have, and who we can't be. So we have to overcome worldly thinking. Uh, let me show you something. Go, and I know we know this scripture, but go to Romans 12 and 2. Romans 12 and, and 2. I know we know this. Listen to what it says. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Amplified Version of the Bible says... Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even that thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So he says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, that's what I want to do. I want to help you renew your mind. Now, I've said to you before that mind renewal is an exchange that leads to change. In other words, we exchange our thinking for God's way of thinking. And that exchange leads to a change in how we think, 
A change in how we act, a change in how we perform, and a change in how we talk. But the most important thing that we want to make sure is we can't conform to this world. I I, I read this verse in, in the Phillips translation, and it says, Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold, but let God mold your minds from within. I want you to listen to this statement. Every society seeks to condition its members to think a certain way. Every society seeks to condition its members to think a certain way. So in order to walk in God's best, a believer must break from the mind control of society. You see, society has some standards that they want to put on you. Society has standards that say, this is what you must be. This is what you must look like. This is what you must do in order to get ahead. Society says, if you're not this, if you don't look like this, if you don't do this, then society says that you can't get ahead in this world. So society has conditioned us to think that debt is a way of life. Society has made us think that debt is a way of life. Last week we were talking about how Jesus told Peter to do something that was unconventional. He told him, you know, uh, if you're going to fish, he's, he, well, it was said that if you're going to fish with nets, you had to do it at nighttime. But Jesus tells him to drop his nets in the daytime. Totally against what society says is correct. And society said that it wouldn't work. And God is calling for us to do something that society says is impossible. God is calling for us both corporately and individually to get out of debt. But look, he's not just calling us to do it. He says, I'm going to help you. But we've been so conditioned in our minds to think that we have to. Mama was in debt. Grandma was in debt. And I've been in debt all my life. I started in college. They gave me a credit card. And see, we're so so conditioned, society has conditioned us so much that we think that credit cards are a blessing. (laughs) I got a $5,000 limit. Thank you, Jesus. These people are going to give me some money so I can pay them double. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) We've been conditioned to believe that this has to be a way of life. I'm trying to change your mindsets to know that it don't have to be this way. Oh, okay. Do you know that the same God that took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed over 5,000 men besides women and children, he still lives? So if he can take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed, I'll say, 15,000 people, you know what? I know my money may not look like it's going to add up, but God can stretch what I have. Who changed it? The only difference is we don't believe. Now we're good at being religious. 
We're good at being religious. We come to church and we're like, oh, thank you. Ooh, that's a good word. But then when you go home, you face those bills. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, what am I going to do? What, what happened to that, that faith you had in church? See, you've you got to take your faith outside of these walls. See, we walk. We live by faith. Man, listen, if you just think about the fact that the same power that rose Jesus from the grave operates in your life, there is absolutely nothing that you can't do. See, let me say this. I'm tired of just coming to church. I'm tired of just coming to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, just having a good church service. Man, if God tells me something in this word, I expect to see it in my life. And the reason we're not seeing it in our lives is because we're really not concerned about relationship. We just want to be religious. I, I checked in the church today. Mark me off. No, man, look, if God says I'm supposed to be healed, I want to be healed. If God says that the cattle that feeds upon a thousand hills belong to him, the silver is his, the gold is his, and I'm his children, I expect to be debt free. We're going to have to change our mindsets. Come on, tell somebody, say, I want some results. Now look back at them and say, I'm getting ready to get some results. God didn't make you to be average. God made you to stand out. Yeah, we got to break this, this mold that society has put us in. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. We're buying a bunch of foolishness that we don't need. Oh, Lord, don't let him go there. Come on, if we all would be honest, because of credit cards, we spend money that we don't need to spend. Because it's easy. Error. Think about what you would buy for real if you had to just really pull the cash out your pocket. (laughs) But the credit card makes it a little easier. How much is that? Got professional swipers in here, swipers and chippers. We got to change our mentality. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not saying I believe in the best. I I, I totally believe that God wants. He's the God of abundance. He wants His children to have the best. But is it really a blessing? If I can't afford to pay the bill on it? You testifying about debt. Ooh, the Lord didn't bless me today. 
We got to change our mindsets. And we all, we're all guilty. I I'm included in that, man. I've got more than enough clothes and still buying clothes. Come on, what you say, I have, I have, I have, I have clothes for different seasons of my life. I know that's right. Yes. <laughs> I got clothes for the seasons that I'm going to eat when I want. <laughs> and then I have clothes, I have clothes for when I'm going to eat healthy. My wife's been harassing me. But we, we're conditioned. Man, listen, go and get the best. I'm, I'm just saying, there is a time and a season for everything. I, told, I have to tell a young man the other day, I said, listen, man, because, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm 55. I've been working since I was 16. I'm going to get some stuff. Hey, look, I'm going I'm to get some stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have some stuff. See how y'all looking at me? I'm going to get some stuff. But you at 25, you may not be able to do what I'm doing at 55. So what we do is we all stay in our lane until we get to another place. Hey, can we be honest? Most of the time we get in debt because what we see somebody else with. Come to church this Sunday, somebody got on a new outfit. You wait the next Sunday. Come in here looking like that. You, you're all down in sex tomorrow. What's my limit? <laughs> I'm going to get them next time. You ain't getting them. You're getting you. You're getting yourself. And see, we've we got to do some things intentionally. Listen, I, I, went, I went yesterday to buy some stuff. Uh, I came back. My wife wanted, uh, my wife wanted me to buy her a jacket. Cause she saw my jacket. She's, you know, she said, "You got you a new denim jacket." I want a new denim jacket. I said, "Okay, baby, let's go get you a, a denim jacket." I could have put it on a credit card. Telling all your business. I could have put it on a credit card, but no, we're gonna pay for this. We're gonna pay for this. We, we're not, we're not gonna just rack up credit cards, cause that's a trick of the enemy. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I felt that that jacket a little bit yesterday. Hey, <laughs> I felt I, I felt that jacket. You sure you want this, baby? <laughs> All I'm saying is we gotta change our mentality. Listen, God is gonna bless us to the place where we can pay cash for stuff. I um. There's a certain car I, I want. I'm a car guy. There's a certain car I want, and I'm, I'm going to buy it when I make 60. But I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. I'm, I'm not, I ain't financing it. I'm going to pay for it. My goal is to pay for it. Now, when I get 60, and if I, you know, I, may, I may change my mind, but this is where I'm at right now. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about financing it. I'm talking about when I get to 60, and, and, and I, I'm going to see if I still want it. Because it, be, it may be a little hard to write that check. <laughs> but, but 
My mindset is changing. And we need to change our mindsets. We got to stop getting in all this debt trying to impress people. Thank God for church that don't care about what you're wearing. Look good. I believe in looking good. But don't do that for you. Don't do that for, for other folks. All right, let me move on. That was a, that was a little rough. So I, I want to look at somebody who broke society's standards. I, I want us to look at David. Um, he didn't look like everybody else. He didn't act like everybody else. Uh, and God raised him up. I want you to start turning your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. In, in there, you're going to find that the Philistines are at war with the Israelites. And um, the Israelites really were afraid because the Philistines had a giant by the name of Goliath. And he stood almost 10 feet tall. But there's this little boy by the name of David that just didn't conform to everybody else. Look, look here, and this is going, these principles are not only for being debt free, but this is for life. Look at verses 32 and 33. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man from he a man of war from his youth. Now, I want you to look at how Saul is trying to put David in society's box. David, you can't do anything because you're too young to do anything. David, you're not a soldier. You don't even look like a soldier. You don't look like a warrior. But look at verses 34 and 30, through 37. And David said to Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took the lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, David, all right, well, if you feel like that, go and do it. <laughs> David is telling Saul about his past. He says, God has been with me. He said, there was a, a lion and a bear that came out. And God gave me victory over the lion and the bear, and the same God that gave me victory over the lion and the bear is going to give me victory over this giant. It took my faith to win over the lion and the bear, and I'm going to take this same faith and beat this giant. It took my faith to pay bills monthly and it's going to take this same faith to get me totally out of debt. It's the same faith. It's the same faith. 
Now, now watch how the, the standards of society kicks in. And remember that society says that you, you have to be a certain way, you have to look a certain way, and do certain things if you're going to be successful in life. Now, I'll read this in the Amplified Version of the Bible, uh, verses 38 and 39. Then Saul clothed David with his armor and put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of, of mail. And David girded his sword over his armor. Then he tried to go, but could not, for he was not used to it. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I'm not used to them. And David took (laughs) them off. So the world says that if you're going to fight, you've got to have a helmet, a sword, a shield. You've got to do certain things. And if you don't do it like this, there's no way in the world you're going to win the fight. So David initially tried to do it. Like the world told him, but it didn't fit. Listen to me. Some of you have had times where you think that, you know, there's something strange about you because you don't fit in certain scenes. You're not meant and you're not designed to fit in. See, if you stop trying to fit in, you can become all that God wants you to be. The problem with you is you're being limited by the people you're hanging out with. You're never going to think big hanging out with small-minded people. You're not going to come out of debt is all you, if all you hear all day is from the people around you saying that it can't happen. You've got to silence the faith killers and the dream stealers. Be who God made you. That's why you've been so uncomfortable. Because you're trying to carry out somebody else's assignment. Maybe it would be a breakthrough for you if you would just be yourself. Just be the best that you can be. Be be who God said you are in this word. And stop conforming to this world. When you hear stuff that's happening in this world, say that's not for me. This is my news. This is my this is my lifeline right here. This word. I'm gonna do everything this word says I can do. Now, when you look at our text, David puts on Saul's armor, but it doesn't fit. And the Bible says he had to take it off. And you need to take off everything that God didn't give you. Take off everybody's estimation of you. Take off everybody's evaluation of you. Take off everybody's opinion of you. Take, tell somebody, say, take it off. Take, it off. take off the past. Oh, I tried to get out of debt last time and it didn't work. Take it off. God says, all right, you tried it by yourself last time. This time I'm helping you. Well, that ought to help you right there. I remember, I remember, uh, I was, uh, this was years ago, I was challenged in my credit. <laughs> and I went down to, to buy a car, and the people told me, you don't qualify. So I went back with my mama. 
Hey, 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 hey. That was, was a long time ago. I went back. I left out like this. When I came back, I had mama with me. Now, what, what were y'all saying? Because I had some help. And all I'm trying to tell you is maybe you tried it by yourself last time and you, you're walking out with your head down, but dad is here with you. He says, I, I got you, baby. You coming out. You, you coming out. You're coming out of debt. Tell somebody, say, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Look at verse 40. Look at verse 40. Then he took, all, took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in his shepherd's uh, lunch bag and, and a whole kid's skin slung from his shoulder in his pouch and, he, and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. David wasn't a warrior so he didn't know how to use a sword. He wasn't good at all that other stuff. But he knew how to throw a rock. <laughs> See, if you're a rock slinger, don't let anybody make you a sword swinger. You got to do what you know works. Oh, you got to do what you know works. Now, I know people are going to try to tell you this, that, and the other, but you know what works. I know this word works. I know prayer works. I know praise works. So I'm going to keep doing what I know works. Tell your neighbor, say, do what works. You know, here's the truth. We'd have never heard about David if he had tried to be somebody else. But because he did what he was anointed to do, the Bible says that he slew this giant and gave the Israelites victory over the Philistines. Now, in Hebrews 11, 32 through 34, it talks about David did what he did by faith. See, nothing is impossible when you walk by faith. And some of you, listen to me, some of you are missing your history-making moments because you're trying to do what somebody else is trying to tell you to do, or you're trying to be what other folk want, uh, want you to be, you, you've got to get in this word, and you've got to work this word. You've got to keep your faith working. Don't, don't be moved by what you hear. Don't be moved by how you feel. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what other folk are doing or not doing. You just get in here and work this word. And stop trying to count. Because you can't count. You're counting wrong. Old story you used to tell about, the, I just told you about Jesus taking the two fish and the five loaves of bread. And, 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 and the disciples were saying, how are you going to feed all these people, Jesus? You need to go and dismiss them. They got the word. Let them go find something to eat. No, Jesus said, set them down. And they're looking at him like, what, what, what are you going to do? There ain't no restaurants around here. 
He says, what, what do you have? He said, we have 5,000 men besides the women and children. And we got this little lad's lunch, two fish and five loaves of bread. Jesus says, hmm, maybe you need to come again. I said, oh, Lord, let me see. We got all 5,000 and they got children and uh, yeah, 5,000 men besides the women and children. Okay, and what else you have? One, two fish, five loaves of bread. All right, I'm going to give you one more chance to count because y'all, are, you've definitely failed. All right, Jesus, we're going to count all these people again. I see. 5,000 men. And they got wives, that's 10,000. Some of them been fruitful and multiplying. So it's, it's, Jesus, we got 5,000 men besides the women and children. We got the two fish and the five loaves of bread. (laughs) Jesus says, step back. Y'all don't know how to count. He says, yes, you have 5,000 men besides the women and children. Then you got these two fish and five loaves of bread. Then you got me. Hey, you don't stop counting until you count Jesus. I'm coming out of debt because I'm not just counting my money and I'm not just counting my bills, but I'm counting him who came to help me. Tell somebody, say, don't forget to count Jesus. Come on, tell him, say, don't forget to count Jesus. I, hey, I feel like I feel like hooping that. Ah! You drop your phone, baby. You drop your phone. Say, I, I feel like hooping that. Grab somebody by the hand and say, "Don't forget to count Jesus." In all your counting. In all your counting. <laughs> You counted your bills. You counted your money. But in all your counting, don't you dare forget. (laughs) My mama would say, I tried him and I know him. So listen, in Judges chapter 7, it talks about Gideon, who is a classic example. Gideon had 300 soldiers that went up against over 100,000 soldiers. Now, what are the odds of Gideon and his army winning? But if you read in Judges chapter 8, verse 28, it talks about how Gideon was victorious because God with 300 is bigger than 135,000. 
So even though the percentages are against you, God is with you. And God can take you from the minority to the majority. There is nothing that you can accomplish with your faith. The debt is stacked up against you. And when you compare what you owe to what you bring in, it looks hopeless. But just like God used 300 to defeat over 100,000, God can defeat that debt. There's absolutely nothing too hard for God to do. We are coming out of debt both corporately and individually. Well, I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you're ever in the greater New Orleans area, please visit Destiny Christian Center at 612 Main Street in Laplace, Louisiana. If not, you can visit us at destinychristian.org slash radio. 